Hello, darlings. Podcast listeners. Um, This is the Witches, Magic, Murder, and Mystery podcast. It sure is. And I am Kara. And I am Megan. Mm -hmm. And we've got a Tuesday side piece for you. Very, very exciting. It's a short one again. Oh, well, well, I mean, that is what the Tuesdays are supposed to be. They're supposed to be short. Short. Um, Every now and then I'll start researching something. Same. And I'll be like, this will be perfect. And then it's like, so it's a long cool episode. And I end up having like a 30 minute yeah. Tuesday, but whatever. It's fine. I actually found this when I was researching another episode and I was like, that's a Tuesday side piece. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's called the Basil Papyrus. Hmm. Hmm. I'm sure it is. It definitely is. I know that I Googled and heard it once, but now I don't remember because that's just how my brain works. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I completely understand. Yeah. And I'm not pregnant, so. No, it's fine. ADHD is great. Okay. Because <laughs> I can't take my meds right now. So there's a team of scientists at the University of Basel, Switzerland. I'm pretty sure. I'm going with Basel. I'm going with it's it. It's not cool. B-A-S-I-L, like Basel. Right. Basel. And they found a 1,800-year-old papyrus from this collection and they think it's written by a famous roman physician oh yeah this is just paper yeah just little papers with little writings all over them why do they call it papyrus do we know that Uh, i need to look that up like i feel like that's something i've learned at some point and forgotten a material prepared in ancient egypt from the pithy stem of a water plant Mm. Used in sheets throughout the ancient Mediterranean world for writing or painting on, and also for making rope, sandals, and boats. Okay, so wow. it's just paper, just, just paper. old, super just old paper, really old, cool paper. <laughs> okay, so it has survived this long. Yeah. So, uh, at one point, this was owned by a family um, of Germany. It was the Ammerbach family, mm. and then they didn't have any more people in their bloodline. So this papyrus ended up at the university. The people there were just like, okay, we've got to figure out, like, what all of this says. So, in 2010, they're like, ah, got it. They had to use, like, special lighting and, like, special tools because it's forever old. Yeah. So, they're trying to look through it and they have, like, the pieces sandwiched between two pieces of glass so they're not constantly touching them. And Mm -hmm. they're using, like, all these crazy lights and they have, like, all these papers and they're like usually like these papers are going to be like receipts or just something random like a list or writings or things like that but they were like there's a couple parts in here that have us like really thrown off we don't understand it we don't know and we're just not sure we need more time to figure this out so they were granted a two-year grant from the swiss national foundation and so they were like, we can dedicate all our time to this. <laughs> this is, I mean, that's all I would want to do. Because you're talking yeah. about something that's like a thousand years old. Right? Yeah. I mean, because this is reminding me of that, oh, Antikytheria mm-hmm. yeah. device. Can you imagine having a piece of paper in your hands that's that oh, old? Oh my God, yeah. I mean, I like finding letters that my mom wrote when she mm-hmm. was a teenager. I think that's cool. And that's I know. Not, not nearly as old. No. So I just love thinking about who this belonged to right. and how many hands, how many hands touched it. Yeah. Just how many stories this piece of paper has. It's right. It's like really cool. So these few pieces of paper that they were like, we have no clue what these say. Like, like I said, there's several that are like receipts or just like lists or something like that. But they're finally like, oh my gosh, there's several layers glued together. That's why we can't figure this out. We've got to get somebody uh, to help us unglue these. And I would be terrified if just uh-huh. like messing it up. So a specialist... They were a restorer. They asked them to come to 
the university to help them take apart the sheets. Mm-hmm. And they finally got to decode them. Oh, cool. They said in the quote, we can now say that it's a medical text from late antiquity that describes the phenomenon of hysterical apnea. Hysterical apnea? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Oh, you just like, it's okay. really great. It's really <laughs> great. That's why I went with this. So they said, we therefore assume that it is either a text from the Roman physician or an unknown commentary of his work. After the Greek physician Hippocrates, mm-hmm. Hippocrates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Galen is regard- regarded as the most important physician of the antiquity. Oh, wow. They said the decisive evidence came from Italy. An expert saw parallels of the famous... Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do it. Ravenna? Ravenna? I mean, yeah. I think you did that. Papyri. Correctly. Yes. From the chancery of the Archdiocese of Ravenna. I think Ravenna is right. Ravenna. Uh, they said these included many antique manuscripts from Galen, which were later used as... Palimpsests and written Sist. over. We're doing great. God, why? (laughs) Why are these words in here? So they were just like, okay, well, this is all medical information. Yeah. So not only, we're speaking about highly medical terms and very old and super scientific. So you picked a great. (laughs) I love it so much. And then they were like, okay, well, the rest of this is in Latin. Mm -hmm. So it had to come from this era. So traders got a hold of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's all gone around, but we don't think it's really been messed with. We think this is the actual person's Mm -hmm. information. So it shouldn't be hard to date it. So I'm sure they're. Yeah. Yeah. So hysterical acne, Megan. Yes. What is it? They don't really recognize it today, of course. But it's used a lot in these old texts, and um, it just really shows what men thought of women's health. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) Women sometimes became really upset or distressed, hysterical, Mm -hmm. Megan, that they would temporarily stop breathing. But men didn't do this. So they said it was hysterical apnea, and it was only a women's disease. So they I don't understand. They believe that mostly widows were prone to this. And in the text, they put it, those who previously menstruated regularly have been pregnant and were eager to have intercourse, but were now deprived of all this oh. <laughs> or prescribed remarriage. Oh, that'll fix you. <laughs> that'll fix you. <laughs> You're afflicted with the disease of uh-huh. womanhood. Woman. They said that it was anxiety, a sense of suffocation, tremors, sometimes even convulsions and paralysis. (laughs) So, um, I don't understand. Are we talking about like panic attacks or something? Like, why did women stop breathing? But but this was hysteria, Megan. (laughs) So, because their uteruses. They believed that the hysteria was triggered by the wandering womb. (laughs) <laughs> my womb, my womb. Like, there it goes again I, where is it today <laughs> listen it's a womb that has become too dry from lack of use mm. intercourse and such an unhappy womb just bounces around in the person's abdomen it's like where help me help me try it it's like a root trying to seek moisture from other entities inside the body Um, And then it hits the liver sometimes and suddenly suffocates 
the person from the inside out. So that's where the apnea is really coming from. I don't, I'm just still, <laughs> I'm still so confused about what was actually happening. Right. It probably menopause. I, but they stopped breathing. What are you talking about? Yeah. What do you mean? Are you sure? No, it's the womb suffocating the <sighs> internal organs that then in turn cause the person to stop breathing. Well, clearly that's definitely how science works yeah um so his cures for it for this specific hysteria were purges administrations of various herbs marriage and um the repression of stimuli likely to excite a woman a young woman the repression of stimuli i thought they wanted you to be excited they want you to be only if you're married maybe yeah because i'm like but don't, what do you mean? Don't seek pleasure in things. that. But if you're married, you shouldn't be having this problem, right? According to this. Right, whole, this right, right, right. Yes. So that's why I said it typically happened to widows. Like I get. Or unmarried women. I get that we can't judge too harshly that they didn't know better, right? Yes. Uh-huh. But to your point at the very beginning, it does say a whole lot that these are the conclusions they came to. Uh-huh. Like this yeah, is what this they is, thought of. figured women. it out. Well, it's got to be their wombs. <laughs> the womb is getting you. They said that there's a couple of like missing words and some lines, but they said that based on other phrases in the papyrus, that they were like, oh, this is exactly his text. This is where this word goes. This is what this is. Like they could, it would just be like pieces, but mm-hmm. they would know that that looked exactly like something else in another right. part of the right. books or pages. So they were like, yeah, he's really talking about. He's a doctor, and he's really talking about yeah dried up wombs. Yeah. Attacking the internal, bouncing around inside, trying to seek moisture. I wonder also, how common this was. Like, did everybody just have a virus? Or you know, was it like a hormonal thing? You know, when like certain things happen to your body and you just have issues getting things going and just... I mean, this is just the weirdest. So somebody like went to him and was like, listen, I tried, tried this and I just can't get wet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm He's still like, stuck. I'm it. like, I why they it. stop breathing? What is happening? What do you I don't mean? Know. I don't know. It says, we will probably never have the ultimate proof unless another copy of this work pops up among the papyri, which is clearly states the Galen as the author. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. <laughs> weird isn't that the strangest thing i was like this needs to be it is it is always fascinating to me to hear the you know description of of women's mental health in particular exactly the way they just thought about everything oh i know what it is yeah oh it's that vagina (laughs) it's the vagina (laughs) made her crazy (laughs) they're like okay (laughs) all right sir maybe it's you making me crazy exactly (laughs) exactly Uh, you want me to get remarried (laughs) that's your that's your prescription i don't even mind the implication that a woman's hormones like affect her right thinking and you know because i listen i'll tell you i'll just be flat out Mm -hmm. 100 percent. my hormones impact my brain oh yeah everybody that's not even that's not brand information but like i've noticed um let's all talk about my period ready yeah thousands of listeners (laughs) man i haven't had one in a long time so amazing well i do think it's important for anybody else that might deal with this and maybe hasn't put it together yet because it took me a long time to put it together but once i did it was life-changing yeah um i started noticing that in the few days before my period starts Mm -hmm. the self-talk that would happen inside my brain was completely different oh from the rest of the month mine's angry mine is so angry paranoid self-critical yeah 
I mean, in those days, it is like you look terrible. Yeah. Everyone hates you. Mm-hmm. You and have I no hate friends. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I don't think I got I didn't have that kind of stuff. Okay. It was much more of a paranoia. Yeah. I talk about it like it's past tense. It still happens. No, it always. But the difference is now when I because I don't ever think like that. Right. But when it happens, it's pervasive. It is like mm-hmm. there. I, it will not go away yeah. just for like 48 hours. Yeah. So the thing is now I have recognized it as like, oh, I'm about to start my period. This okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once I realized that like, oh, this isn't real. Yeah. It helped everything. Oh, for sure. And it's not just like I said, it's paranoia in general mm-hmm. that like this thing is going to happen. This mm-hmm. person is saying bad things about me. Oh, this yeah. whatever, you know. And this one phrase I took, I'm going to take it completely out of context and run with it. In a way that I would never do. Yeah, exactly. And so once I noticed it, I learned like, okay, let's not act Uh on any thoughts I have. At least three days. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then inevitably... I would come out of it and be like, yeah. oh, okay. That's All what right. that was. And that would go like, mine's paranoia, cares is anger. Mm-hmm. Yours could be depression or something like that. And yeah. just, if you can start to recognize that it's like. That's what it's leading it's up temporary. to. temporary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just recognize it's not real. It's your hormones, man. Yeah. And they mess us up. Oh, yeah. So anyway, back to the <laughs> tangent. <laughs> so back to the whole thing. I don't even mind that they're implicating that women are different. That's right. fine. But it's more the implication that. <laughs> Men are never affected no, by hormones. No, they don't have hormones. Men issues. don't have. And it's just like, you know, you it's okay. Yeah, they it's can have okay. feelings. Yeah. So. Our wombs are just. Wombs. My wombs. I mean, I think we've come a, a little ways since then. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's important to recognize. Right. What hormones could do to a person. And apparently here they can make you stop breathing. <laughs> and it'll suffocate the rest of your organs <laughs> that that wound bouncing around and bouncing around that's such a strange like everything is pretty much placed in there like at the moment mine's like all crunched up i wonder there, but like how did they... what gave them that idea yeah like yeah. you can't you don't have an ultrasound machine right so why did they think their wounds must move around mm-hmm. that's bizarre oh but i wonder because you know how like your uterus and stuff will like get bloated uh-huh Whenever you're getting ready to start your period for like that week, I wonder if that's how they were like, oh, but you weren't the, like this last week. Yeah. Like maybe it's causing all your other organs to. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Who I know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And why were they like, it's seeking water? <laughs> <laughs> it's so parched. It's dusty. It's real cobwebs in there. <laughs> Double Oh, man. Well, that was delightful. Thank you. <laughs> I love, again, thinking about something that old. My grandparents, I think I've mentioned this, they sold antiques. And so mm-hmm. I always prefer yeah. a super old thing yeah. to a super new thing. It's all the character in it. Yeah. yeah. And just the stories. Who owned it before me? Right. Who, you know, who touched it? Right. Whatever. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. So that papyrus. Yes. It's pretty awesome yes. that it's survived this long. I know. what. Yeah. And that somebody was like, yep, here's a grant to like finish doing what you're doing. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Watch those wombs. <laughs> All right. We'll be back Friday with another episode. Yay. All right. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>